For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Welcome back. You're listening to SEN, your home of sport. Well, the WBBL is not too far away from commencing in a couple of nights, in fact, on the back of a very intriguing series between the Australian women's cricket team and India, a multi-format series, which I must say uh, the actual result in terms of the scoreline probably belied the series itself. It was a lot more competitive than what the final scoreline made out to be, but that's just the way cricket goes in many respects and the WBBL will be no different I think when it comes to unpredictability. Joining us on the line is Tess Flintoff, one of the young stars coming through. Still a lot of cricket in front of her. She's playing for the Melbourne Stars and they're going to take on the Sydney Sixers in the season opener on Thursday night and it must be said the first couple of weeks of the season will be played in Tasmania Then they're going to share it around between Queensland and South Australia. Tess, thanks very much for joining us and it's going to be a fantastic WBBL season. Yeah, no worries. Thanks so much for having me, Damien. Um, yeah, we're, we're really looking forward to the season starting. Obviously, like you said, um, kicks off Thursday and yeah, we, we, couldn't, we can't wait. Just on the build-up itself, I mean, you're based in Melbourne. There's been the coronavirus restrictions and everything else. Has that affected the preparation in many ways? And have you had to isolate in Tasmania in the lead-up? Yeah, look, we've actually been really fortunate that um, we've still been able to train throughout the lockdowns in Melbourne. So, um, we've still, yeah, got plenty of practice in. And, um, yeah, before coming to Tasmania, we had to do our, our two weeks of quarantine. But, again, um, still lucky enough to be able to train for a little bit. So it um, hasn't been a super super ideal lead-up. But, like I said, super fortunate that we've been able to, yeah, get a train here and there. Before we head to the season in front of us, I just want to touch on last season, if we can, because Year 12 can be a stressful experience at the best of times for most uh, kids around that 18-year-old mark. I mean, you had to do it not only in a hub, but also away from your familiar surroundings. How did it actually go? Did you have to do an exams in a strange hall or something like that? How did it go actually uh, doing your year 12 exams at the same time as playing a WBBL season? I'm just amazed at that. Yeah, look, it's probably probably not the ideal situation. Um, but yeah, I had to go just to a local school to do my exams. Um, so I was lucky enough that I did a few the year before, so it wasn't wasn't too stressful. But um, yeah, I had plenty of support around me, which I was I was really fortunate about. Um, so yeah, good to get those out of the way. And I know there's a couple of girls who are who are in the same boat um, at the moment, so they'll be going through the same thing. And you've been playing at the Stars for a couple of seasons now. I think you made your debut in late 2019 and basically solidified a spot in there. And obviously, you've been playing for Victoria and the WNCL as well. Do you feel that? You're growing in confidence the more and more that you play and the more and more you are exposed to that level of cricket? Yeah, absolutely. I think just naturally um, the more you play and the more experience you get um, does does wonders for your cricket. So, yeah, I've been super fortunate to be able to get plenty of opportunity and surrounded by some of the best. I know in the Victorian setup, we've got six Australian players and we've had them around for um, all the pre-season. So, yeah, that's been super, super handy. Um, so, yeah, there's no, nothing like learning off the best. And speaking of which, Meg Lanning, of course, uh, you played under her last season when she came across from the Perth Scorchers to the Melbourne Stars as skipper. What have you learned from her, not only in terms of her cricket now, but also just her personality in general and the way she leads? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, we're, we're so fortunate um, to be able to have Meg, Meg as our captain, you know, like you said, not only of at Victoria, but the Stars as well now. Um, she's, she's an incredibly hard worker. Um, so that's been really good for a young player like me, and I know many of the other young girls, to see, to see what it takes to get get to that next level I suppose um, so yeah we're super fortunate and she's she's been really good for, for us young players I know on the mic she was on the mic last year and you could tell how much she's um, 
helped me when I was bowling, and yeah, she's got she's got great knowledge of the game. So super fortunate to have her on our team. Now I know you're still young, but is leadership something you want to aspire to? try and grow in in terms of maybe holding a captaincy post down the track I understand you have teaching aspirations as well I mean is captaincy and coaching something of a bit of a goal for you down the track or is it still too early to tell (laughs) (laughs) it's probably probably a little bit too early to tell but um yeah it it would be it would be pretty cool to uh, be given that sort of opportunity but um, I'm pretty happy just playing at the moment and letting letting Meg do do what she likes (laughs) No, fair enough. We're speaking with Tess Flintoff, young Melbourne Stars player in the WBBL. And just in terms of your capacity, I mean, you bowl a lot and that seems to be your signature role within the side, but you're more than capable with the bat as well. Do you find, as you develop, the need to be a classy all-rounder? Because you look at that Australian women's side, they're just chock full of all-rounders. You have a couple of specialist batters and a couple of specialist bowlers, but you need to be proficient at both, don't you, to get a gig in that side? Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, like you said, the... Most of the Australian girls do have um, are do have the ability to, to bat and bowl, so that's definitely something that I that I'll keep trying to work at and putting as much time in, into both as I can um, to keep keep developing those. So yeah, that is that is definitely something I need to keep working on. Where did the love of cricket stem from for you? I think your older brother Zach uh, played a lot as a youngster. Is he someone you used to muck around with in the backyard? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, my dad loved his cricket as well. So just uh, in the backyard with those two and. We lived about 50 metres from the local cricket ground, so we spent countless hours down there as a young kid. And Yeah, I just absolutely loved it. Yeah, fair enough too. I mean, you come through at a very interesting stage when it comes to women's cricket and its development because this time 10 years ago, whilst the Australian team obviously still received a fair bit of publicity, there wasn't the same domestic pathway. You didn't have a WBBL back then. So has your attitude changed over time thinking, gee, I can make a living out of this thing for a little while? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I've yeah, like I've I'm super fortunate to come in at the time um, that I have, and it's becoming extremely professional. And um, yeah, yeah, like I said, the the girls have done the work long long before us. Um, we're we're reaping the rewards of that. So yeah, very very lucky. Speaking with Melbourne Stars youngster Tess Flintoff, just on your game individually and how you're preparing for the season, how you're feeling physically, and and the way the ball's coming out of the arm as well. Yeah, I'm actually really excited um, for the season. It's my first sort of proper pre-season so been able to do plenty of work in the gym so feeling nice and strong and um, we've been really lucky with the coaches we've had as well that they've um, they've really helped us. Um, I know Clint Mackay is our bowling coach and he's been really helpful for me over the pre-season. He's come away with us at the Stars as well so um, yeah he's been huge for for me and and many of the girls Um, but yeah like I said we're really excited for the season and obviously last year was a disappointing end um, losing the grand final. We've had a few changes to our list um, but, yeah, everyone, everyone's pumped and can't wait to just get out there and get that first game underway. I was going to mention that there's going to be that sense of atonement, isn't there, because you came so close yet so far. But having said that, you've developed a lot as a side. It was only a couple of years ago the Stars were down the bottom of the table. I mean, obviously the big Ladding impact has been significant, but what have you noticed change in terms of attitude and, and maybe just the way you approach games? Has there been a significant change or is it just the growth as a team? Um, I reckon it's just the growth of the team. I think it helps, I suppose, the personalities we have in the team. Um, everyone gets along so well. And I suppose even though last year we didn't win the grand final, we can't be too disappointed because I think we finished last the season before. So um, that was, that was yeah, really, really good for us as a team. And um, we're, we're taking a lot out of that um, coming into this season. Um, and we've got a really, really good mix of girls who, like I said, everyone gets along really well, which goes a long way to winning games, I think.
Yeah, that's right. And there are some youngsters coming through. I think uh, Matty Dark is a new signing as well. So in terms of some of the youngsters that are also coming through, it must be encouraging that not only do WBBL sides attract international stars, but you have room for youngsters who have come through the grades to actually get that exposure and they actually have an opportunity there for them. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think um, Reese McKenna is a new signing this year. She's 17 um, years old and I've played a little bit of underage cricket with her and she's going to be an absolute superstar. And Georgia Gall, who we also had last year, um, again, 17 years old, left arm bowler. There's not many of those around, so we can uh, hang on to her. She'll be she'll be super handy. And um, getting her exposed to this, this level of cricket will um, yeah do her cricket wonders, I reckon. Yeah, Lindsay Smith, another one. Another Melbourne star is Annabelle Sutherland, and she obviously made great leaps in the recent series against India in terms of really breaking into that side. She's a star all-rounder. What have you learned from her and playing alongside her? Yeah, I um, I first came across Belsie in the under-15. She was my, my captain at um, my first Victorian side. So, um, yeah, she she's incredible. Again, like, like Meg, she's someone that works extremely hard and, um, she's she's more than willing to to lend a hand and give um, yeah, any advice um, and she's yeah she's super super generous with her time around the Victorian setup not with me but many of the younger players because she's sort of been there done that um, and it's yeah it's awesome to see her going well at that at that Australian level and no doubt she will continue to do that for a long time. Speaking with Tess Flintoff from the Melbourne Stars, the WBBL as we know because it's pretty compact and there's a lot of games that are played in quick succession because of the compact nature of the season. Uh, can it be difficult at times based on your experience getting through with a lot of cricket in a short period of time after what has been a pretty lengthy pre-season where you don't play as much competitive cricket? Yeah, 100%. That's yeah, that's something that um, we've got to manage well and the sports staff will look after us. But I suppose coming into this WBBL and last year as well, we, we didn't really have many practice games or anything like that. We had one yesterday, which we, which we were lucky to, to play in. But, yeah, that's that's definitely something we've got to monitor over the season because um, yeah, you need to be able to last, last the length of the season and hopefully by the time the finals come around, everyone's um, fit and firing. Now, I mentioned before, my understanding is you have teaching aspirations as well outside of cricket. Just give us an insight. It's always a great story behind a lot of the players. I mean, we know of people like Georgia Redmayne, who's a doctor and practices as a medical doctor outside of playing cricket. There's so many great examples of players who have aspirations outside of cricket as to what they want to do when yeah. their career finishes. Is that something you want to do, teaching? And, and you still do a lot of university studies whilst combining that with the cricket duties? Yeah, 100%. So uh, this is my first year of um, university and at the moment, yeah, I'm, I'm still studying while Big Bash is going on. So it's nice to have a little getaway, something to take my mind off cricket. And my parents both being teachers as well, it's definitely something That's that... That's handy. <laughs> you know, I've, yeah, absolutely. I've um, seen how much they enjoy it and school holidays is always a bonus. So yeah, it's definitely something <laughs> I want to keep chewing outside of cricket. That's always a positive, isn't it, the holidays? But there's a lot yeah. involved, as we know, which uh, people probably don't realise. Just on that, would you like to be a sports teacher or do you have you know, aspirations about doing maths, English, that that sort of thing? Or would it purely be on the PE side of things? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not too fussed, to be honest. I'm doing primary teaching, so I feel like that opens opens plenty of doors to figure out what I want to do. But no, I haven't, haven't quite decided yet. And just before I let you go, my understanding is you're a mad Melbourne supporter. Now, you haven't had to wait as long as a lot of others out there have waited probably 57 years for that flag. But I think your yeah. didn't your uncle play for Melbourne? He might have played in the 88 grand final as well uh, when the Demons yeah. got belted by Hawthorne. So you have a bit of family history there. Uh, and you have yeah, a bit of a football yeah. background yourself. What was it like watching the Ds win that drought-breaking flag? 
Oh, it was incredible. I was I was actually in quarantine, so I was watching on my own, which was a bit heartbreaking. But mm. uh, faced on my faced on my family for the last quarter, and oh, it was it was it was incredible. Um, everyone was just yeah, we we couldn't quite believe. I still still pinch myself about it, but yeah, dad dad's been a support. He hasn't seen a Melbourne Grand Final, so he was pretty up and about. Um, and yeah, like I said, still pinching ourselves. It doesn't quite seem real yet, but yeah, stoked that the D's could get up. Well, hopefully, from a Melbourne perspective, you might get a taste of that sort of feeling when the Melbourne Stars perform well, and hopefully they can at least make the final and perhaps prevail for the uh, tournament and break through because the Renegades have been close a couple of times. They made the semis, I think, and, and were knocked out in frilling fashions in both occasions, and the Stars obviously making the final last year. So we'll see if a Melbourne side can break through. Tess, really appreciate your time. Best of luck for the season ahead. Awesome. Thanks so much, Damien. Much appreciated. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.